0: Welcome to the Aquaramax audio show with Russ and Kim, we provide information on all kinds of aquarium-related topics.
1: This is episode 320, recorded January 24th,
0: 2017. Greetings Xers.
1: Welcome to our fabulous, adventurous, recording on location episode. In
0: an undisclosed parking lot.
1: Yeah, just, it's not our living room.
0: I hope they can't <laughs> hear that running of that truck
1: i hope not to. there's a truck idling and it's not us because we don't idle our
0: car yeah but anyway i i apologize if you hear it hopefully it'll stop soon um this is kind of unconventional but we have to do what we have to do scheduling so, yep so here we go the uh First thing that we have for today, who's who we got for guests? Oh well,
1: you're gonna tell us some things, Mm
0: -hmm. and then and
1: we have something from Mick.
0: Okay, well let's start out. I should
1: say, Mick in the one and only Forth UK.
0: Much better. Yes, thank you. All right. So first of all, I have some things. We wanted to give a quick update on the multis. I think I mentioned that we've got two females that are now um, producing fry in the main tank because I put that. Uh, small balloon multi back in just because there was no way I was going to eliminate the gene completely by taking her out and so I figured I'd rather have her in there than uh, take her out because I only have one female so now I'll have two and I can I'll just have to cull the fry as things go on for a few generations hopefully we can work it out it's kind of tricky because you know she's going to produce all heterozygous Um, Babies for that trade, most likely. And so, if she mates with a male who doesn't have it, yeah, if she mates with a male that doesn't have it, we'll get all heterozygous fry. If he does have it, we're going to get even higher incidences of it.
1: So, we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: we'll see. I I have a fairly small genetic base to work with. One thing I've thought about doing eventually, once I've weeded out most of those uh, fish, just to um, get a more robust gene pool going, is Maybe uh, selling off some of the fish and then putting in, when I remove those fish that I'm selling, put in some other, a couple of other multis from a different bloodline. Mm-hmm. So that it's all new territory, you know, I'd make move things around and stuff. And then maybe that would help. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, well, yes?
1: No, your turn.
0: Okay. Well, doctors Foster and Smith sent me the free heater replacement. I think it's really nice that they do it that way. Can the
1: didn't work or it broke? I don't remember. It
0: was stuck on way too warm. Ah. The the tank was getting into the 90s and I tried to turn it down and it wasn't working. So um, it never went under like 89 or 88 or something like that. It's not quite so helpful. No. Which tank was it on? It's on the 29.
1: Who's in there? Which is the new
0: tank. Nobody. Oh, nobody's in there yet. Cycling. Okay which is now going more slowly because I had to turn off the heater heater but now I got a new one they just shipped it to me no questions asked
1: that's nice
0: it was nice yeah so then um, I also got some egg crate for the 29 gallon 29 gallon is going to have the julidichromas in there the um, 10 guinea cichlids so uh, I got some rock you came with me when we got the rock didn't you I did. We got the live rock. Yes,
1: from that guy. Not the live rock.
0: What am I saying? The lace rock. The lace rock. That's what I mean. Yeah, we got some lace rock, and that was um, pretty cool because I got it for about one third of the price Mm -hmm. of what we'd pay in a pet store. Uh, Something like that. So, and it was fun to be able to collect the right sizes of pieces. You you helped me do that, and we, we were looking for low caves, and we found several that had some low caves built into them. Lace rock is nice that way. And I've been experimenting with stacking them and so on. But anyway, we were just at the hardware store, and in the back of this vehicle in which we find ourselves right now is a sheet of egg crate. I think it's about four by two feet. And so I'm going to have to f- I'm cut that to fit into the tank, put it on the bottom so it sits there under the substrate where it will protect the uh, bottom of the tank from scratches. And also, if one of the rocks happens to fall, uh, onto the bottom of the tank, it won't crack it because it'll kind of act as a shock absorber. So that's
1: pretty useful stuff. Yeah. It's like tank insurance.
0: Exactly. You can put polystyrene foam on the bottom and you can put a crate in the tank itself. Of course, it doesn't do anything if the rock falls against the front glass or the back glass or it's the side. But if it
1: falls over on the bottom...
0: Then it definitely helps prevent disasters. So, shall we move on then?
1: Yes. I think um, that's about have all We have an email from Nick.
0: Okay, what does he say? He
1: says, Hi guys, hope you had a good break over Christmas and the new year. It was good to hear the interviews. Always nice to hear different aspects of the hobby. If you ever want to do an inside the trade interview, I'd be happy to do one. We always love doing an interview with me. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, let's set it up. Mm -hmm.
1: I was very excited just before Christmas when I noticed the first of my female dwarf crayfish was carrying eggs. These have now hatched out and are very small. They are opaque in color at first, but are just starting to show a faint orange tinge after a few weeks. So what does the orange tinge mean?
0: Oh, that's is what that color they the, are. Is that just the
1: little wee crayfish developing, the little baby crayfish? What do you well, call the, baby the crayfish? The crayfish
0: themselves is what he's talking about. I think he meant to say transparent, maybe, or translucent. Not opaque, I think it just accidentally, oh, you know, okay, oh, okay, all, okay,
1: okay, okay. I think
0: so. Oh, and I get it. Now they're starting okay. to look a little bit orange. okay. Uh, because I'm, that's what color the crayfish okay. normally are as adults, and so they're getting so they're showing that color. Up. Yeah, starting okay. to show up.
1: I moved the female to a small tank to release the eggs before putting her back into the main group. No obvious predation of the young while she was in with them. I have seen another female with eggs this week, and I have decided to leave that one in the main tank with the group and see what happens. Hmm. So it'll be an interesting experiment. Yeah. We'll I have see a what question. Happens. What's your Cause
0: question? Because shrimp can, uh, when shrimp develop. You can either get babies that hatch like opaiula do, where they float around basically planktonically mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks before they settle, you know, they molt and settle out like a miniature adult. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they can't really control where they're going. They can kind of move around, but they're not, they're not walking. Mm-hmm. Their legs are just merely meant for just sort of hovering in the water column. That's what they do for a couple of weeks. Same is true of at least one species of ghost shrimp. First shrimp I ever bred... That's what they do, too. Um, I don't know if all species of ghost shrimp do that, but I just picked up some ghost shrimp at a big box store, put them in a tank, and found that they had tiny little uh, shrimp hanging around. A few of them. And some of them, at least, grew up. uh, But the mortality was really high. But that's beside the point. Anyway, some of them do that. They float. The other ones, as soon as they hatch, are basically tiny replicas of the adults. They can crawl around on the... um, substrate and whatever they, you know, they're benthic, not planktonic. Okay. So, my question is, are these dwarf crayfish benthic when they hatch or planktonic?
1: I don't know. I bet Mick will tell us.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yes.
1: Okay. He says, I have attached a couple of pictures of the female with eggs, a very faint crayling Hmm. and one of the adult's. In the main group. Feel free to share them. As always, best wishes, Mick.
0: And we will do that, definitely. Yes. All right.
1: Thank you for writing in.
0: Yeah. And anyone else who would like to write in, it, it is the season. We've finished, uh, we haven't finished any interviews, but we finished our chunk of holiday hiatus interviews, mm-hmm. and we're ready, and you know, we're ready to go. So send us some, some comments, questions, whatever you want, and... Uh, next week will be another interview because it's February next week the 1st of February so we're releasing our February interview and like I mentioned before we're kind of had a a resolution I guess you could say for Max to do one interview a month if possible so that's our next one and this one will be really fun uh, as they all have been this one is with Psychedelic Babe who is an Aquarist and YouTuber who does freshwater and uh, reef tank stuff, and also has some really interesting uh, things that she does on YouTube to help bring the YouTube community together. So check that out um, next week, February 1st, and uh, you can also check out her YouTube channel and everything, which we'll talk about more when uh, we get to that point next week. So I know this is a short one, but uh, we don't have a whole lot else to go on this week we're grateful for Mick's contribution and uh, we'll see you next week so may the fish be with you thank you for listening to this edition of the AquariumX Audio for additional episodes please visit AquariumX.com to leave comments or questions that could be featured on an upcoming podcast leave a message at 801-477-0629 or email us at info at squaremax.com.